When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Come on in out of the rain. It's been a monsoon out there that just won't seem to let up. What's that you say? You're trying to find a computer. You know, I mostly deal with items that are speckled with the dust of time as opposed to ones and zeros. However, just this morning, wouldn't you know it, someone brought in this laptop as good as new from an abandoned house where some seriously unsettling things occurred. Have a seat while you dry off for a while, and I'll tell you all about it. This one's called When It's After Midnight We Aren't Allowed to Go Downstairs Alone Welcome to the Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings and Odd Goings On The town I live in is nice enough. It's quiet, a little quaint. My dream is to move to the city once I graduate from college. I want a life where things are busier, more exciting, more alive. I live at home with my parents and my twin sister. Both of my parents are underpaid teachers, so our upbringing has been relatively modest. We've never been spoiled. We've always been told to work hard for every dollar, and gratitude for everything we have has been instilled in us since childhood. My parents must have worked really hard to save money throughout these years because the house that we've lived in since I was a teen is pretty darn huge. Our tiny little town in general is relatively prestigious. I went online to search up the prices of houses in our neighborhood, and wow! So, I do my part to extract wisdom from my parents whenever possible. Clearly, they know a thing or two about how to win at life. Of all the things my parents ask of me and my sister, the rule they are the most stern about is... If you're going downstairs after midnight, you have to bring someone with you. Ever since we first moved to this house, they would remind us of this rule. 
every chance they got. They'd randomly bring it up at the dinner table or before we'd go off to school. Sometimes, if they heard footsteps in the hallway at night, one of them would get up from bed and walk with us to wherever in the house we were going. The strangest thing about it was that me and my sister never really had any reason to go downstairs at night anyways. Our rooms, the living room, the kitchen, and pretty much everything else we used was upstairs. Sure, downstairs had a games room and some stuff we maybe needed to pull out from storage from time to time, but overall, I couldn't really think of a scenario where we'd need to go downstairs after midnight. My sister and I would ask my parents about it sometimes. Why do we have this rule? What happens if we break it? They would usually deflect, change the subject, or say, We'll tell you when you're older, dear. As I got older and older, the fact that my whole family slept upstairs, in a large two-story house, mind you, became increasingly weird to me. I was curious about what exactly was going on. So, fresh off my 20th birthday, I decided to conjure up a situation where I'd absolutely need to head downstairs after 12 a.m. Mom! I left my laptop in the games room and I need to polish up a paper I'm submitting tomorrow. Lame excuse, I know. She was skeptical and pushed back a little bit. Can't I get up early tomorrow and finish up the essay in the morning? Why did I leave this assignment until the last minute? I was able to assuage these questions pretty easily. I thought it was due two days from now. I thought my laptop was in my room. I'm a little bit stressed and I won't be able to sleep if I don't finish it, etc., etc. So she ultimately obliged. We made our way down the small staircase and arrived at the door leading to the downstairs area. Before my mother opened it, she turned to me. Okay, he's likely going to latch on to me. Make sure I don't open the door to the backyard, okay? Make sure I'm with you at all times. You can pull me if you need to. I thought she was kidding. She opened the door. Our downstairs area has another small living room a small kitchen and a hallway that leads to our games room and our storage area. I'd accidentally left my laptop in the games room, so as we entered, I immediately turned towards the hallway. I thought my mom would follow me. Instead, I saw her, just standing there, shivering, jittery. Her gaze was fixed on the window in the kitchen. It's a big window, with the blinds usually pulled up. The window was a peek into our large, mostly empty backyard. I looked at my mom, confusedly, as she continued her uninterrupted stare. Slowly, she started walking to the door to our backyard. Mom, what are you... That's when I saw him pressed against the window from the outside. His face was obscured by the darkness, but I could see his eyes wide open. Wider than eyes should go. Otherworldly. He looked focused, excited. My mom continued walking to the door. I grabbed her as hard as I could and pulled her away. Back to the staircase leading upstairs. I closed the door behind us. It took my mom a moment to snap out of it. She spent another minute staring at the door to the downstairs area, meekly trying to open it and go back to where she was previously walking to, when she finally pulled herself together. What the fuck was that? Did you get your laptop, hon? Mom! What the fuck was that outside the window? Mom's reaction was weird. 
a mix of annoyance, concern, and fear. She finally responded. Terrible things happen when we talk about him too much. As long as we go downstairs in pairs of two, we're always okay. No one's let him in yet. And that was that. I continued asking her as we made our way upstairs, but she just flat out ignored me at this point. I had no idea what to do. I wanted to tell my sister, who was generally super carefree, but part of me thought that I'd only freak the hell out of her and achieve nothing. I tried bugging my dad about it, but he also deflected. At most, sometimes he'd say something like, We just wanted to make sure we could give you and your sister a comfortable upbringing. And then walk away. What the fuck? It's been two years since me and my mom went downstairs together after midnight. Since then, we've continued to follow the rule. And we thankfully never run into any problems. I've tried to convince my parents that we should think about downsizing and moving somewhere else, but they'd always say stuff like, That isn't how this works, dear. And as long as we play it safe after midnight, we'll be okay. That brings me to why I'm telling you this today. My parents have been gone for the week, visiting family in another state. My sister left earlier this evening to go to a sleepover with her best friend. I am home alone for the first time ever. I don't usually have my phone on me. It takes me a couple hours at least to read and respond to text messages. I've always been super lazy about it. I recently took a look at my phone to see a missed text message from my sister. Hey, I might have accidentally left the door open downstairs. Just an FYI. Please close it whenever you get a sec. She sent this text message four hours ago. I read it at ten minutes past midnight. I'm writing this from a closet in my room. So far, I think I'm okay. Maybe she's misremembering and she kept the door shut. The only thing I'm worried about is that I'm starting to shiver a little bit. And I have this inexplicable urge to get out from my hiding spot so that he can find me. service department at the antiquarium we're sorry you're having trouble the chaos magic encoded within this audio file has detected excessive levels of transference from your subconscious please hold and we will resume your sacrament momentarily afternoon, gentlemen. I would just love to say I'm loving your show right now. It's making my day job as a delivery driver very pleasant listening to some of these uh, recounts of strange happenings associated with your wares. If I'm ever in the area, I would like to make an appointment to see a full inventory and potentially make a purchase. Y'all have a good day now. End of messages. 
On behalf of everyone here at the End Aquarium, thanks for holding. We return to the sacred rite already in progress. Should you become uncomfortable at any point during your experience, please reach out to an associate or press stop on your device immediately. Thank you. to my corner of the antiquarium. I trust the shopkeeper has been tending to you adequately. We do pride ourselves on providing the best of service to our victim customers. Allow me to introduce myself. I am the Game Master. I rent out this small oak bar buried in the back of the store to peddle my extraordinarily unique wares. Heed this warning. Please do not attempt anything you are about to hear. I give you three kings. Three kings ritual. Being passed around the darker channels of the internet, the most notorious of which being a 2012 experience from a mysterious Redditor known as Fable Forge, Three Kings is considered both vastly effective and recklessly dangerous, especially if you don't follow its precise instructions to every detail. According to the few who have tried it, it unlocks another dimension called the Shadow Side. The effectiveness and depth of which you get there depends solely on how closely you abide by the rules. Before we begin, a note of extreme caution. The Three Kings ritual is so powerful that some people on dark web paranormal discussion boards have said that even simply knowing its mechanics and instructions cracks the door open to the shadow side, if only ever so slightly. If you are uncomfortable with the supernatural, the occult, or exploring other realms, I encourage you to stop listening to this immediately. Lastly, please do not attempt the Three Kings ritual. You will need the help of a friend. The both of you must be emotionally and mentally stable with no drug or alcohol consumption the night of the ritual. Make sure no other people or pets are at home. The requirements are one large, completely dark, quiet room, preferably with no windows. If there are windows, be sure to cover them. One pack of candles, one lighter, a bucket of water, a mug, an electric fan, two large mirrors, three chairs, an alarm clock, one fully charged cell phone, and lastly, a small object that holds sentimental value to you. Some use a stuffed animal, a blanket, a photo album, or a family heirloom. Begin promptly at 11 p.m. You and your partner must both be aware of all rules in advance and must both be present for the entire duration of the game. Your partner must be someone you trust implicitly. In the room designated as the game space, choose one chair to be your throne. You will place this facing north. Put the other two chairs on either side about an arm's length away. These chairs represent the queen and the fool. At this point, you will not know which is which. Place each of the mirrors on 90 degree angles on the queen and fool chairs. These should be facing you as well as one another. 
Move them until you are able to see your own reflection in each mirror out of the corner of your eye without having to tilt your head. The bucket of water and mug should be placed in front of you and just out of reach. Plug in the fan and put it directly behind the throne, set to medium or low, with no oscillation, and turn it on. Ensuring the lights are now off in the game space, as well as the rest of the house or apartment, leave the room with the door slightly open. It is time to go to your bedroom. Make sure you have your candles, lighter, alarm clock, and phone next to your bed. Set your alarm for 3.30 a.m. and charge your phone. Turn the lights off and go to sleep while holding your selected sentimental object I mentioned earlier. Wake up at 3.30. Do not turn on any lights. You now have exactly three minutes. While holding your object, light one candle, grab your phone, and go to your game space. Alone. You must be sitting in the throne position by 3.33 a.m. If your phone didn't charge or your alarm didn't go off at exactly 3.30, stop the game immediately. If you see that the game space door is now closed, the fan is not on, or you are unable to get to the throne by 3.33, stop the game immediately. If any of these events occur, you and your partner are to leave the home and not return until after 6 a.m. This is very important. If you are successful at this point, Take a seat at your throne, but do not look directly into the mirrors, and do not let the candle blow out. Do what you can to protect the flame from the fan. If the candle blows out, the game is over. Leave the home immediately. If things have gone well up to this point, congratulations. You have lasted more than most. Focus on the darkness in front of you. Do not look at the candle. You have now begun to access the shadow side. If you have any questions you want to ask, do so now. If you hear a response, it will come from the direction of either mirror. However, do not look at them. Remember, one of the mirrors is the queen and one is the fool, so be wary of what they tell you. Also, remember, to the mirrors, you are either their queen or fool as well. What happens next is for you to discover. You will likely be frightened by what you experience, but whatever you do, do not leave your throne before 4.34 a.m. If you feel disoriented or begin to lose all sense of reality, your sentimental or power object will be your guide back. At exactly 4.34 a.m., your friend is to enter the room and call your name out loud in order to end the game. If this fails, they should call your cell phone. As a last resort, your friend must immediately use the bucket of water and mug to bring you back without touching you. The game is now complete. Once again, please do not attempt the Three Kings ritual under any circumstances. But if you must, do not ignore any of the warning signs and do not attempt to stay in the home should any of them occur. Thank you for your patronage. Hope you enjoyed your new relic as much as I've enjoyed passing along its sordid history. It does come with our usual warning, however. Absolutely no refunds, no exchanges, and we won't be held liable for anything that may 
or may not occur while the object is in your possession. Oh, <laughs> you think just because you're only listening to my voice that you have nothing to be concerned about? Let me assure you that your visit to the antiquarium, whether in the flesh or in your mind's eye, is most certainly not in vain. You are, after all, the architect of this place. I must say you've done a hell of a job. Even the way you have given me a face and carved out the most minute details of my person in that cerebrum of yours is quite impressive indeed. Therefore, the items you procure within these walls, even on a metaphysical level, are very, very real and are now and forever part of your subconscious. All part of our standard bill of sale, really. Till next time, we'll be waiting for you whenever you close your eyes in the space between sleep and dream. During regular business hours, of course, or by appointment, only for you, our best customer. You have a good night now. The Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings, Lot 006. When it's after midnight, we aren't allowed to go downstairs alone. Written by Mo T. Narrated by Trevor Shand. Featuring Maria McCann as the mother. Rebecca Kennedy as the sister. Chris Cohen as the father. Stephen Knowles as the antique dealer. Three Kings. Featuring Jarrett Raymond as the game master. Narrated by Gwyneth Glover. Additional music by Coag. Engineering production and sound design by Trevor Shand. The Antiquarium of Sinister Happenings is created and curated by Trevor and Lauren Shand. Theme music by the Newton Brothers. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Antiquarium Pod. Call the Antiquarium at 646-481-7197.